0: It's Freestyle Friday, and I am Glenn DeGeek in Ocala, Florida.
1: And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for Friday, August 4th, episode 3240, brought to you today by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, horse people. It's Friday, and another weekend of riding is a few short hours away. Jamie and Glenn are here to help you make it through the day with some fun guests and some really bad ads
0: enjoy the show well, riding for some of us and sweltering for others of us, I think. Uh, Seriously. <laughs> this weekend. Or
1: waking up as the sun is rising and getting on a horse.
0: Yes. Jennifer, I think, has ridden once in the last three weeks, and that's unusual. She's usually an everyday rider. But, oh, man.
1: Uh, I, I wake up and it, and I'm outside as the sun is coming up, which is incredibly painful, by the <laughs> way.
0: <laughs> so do you have coffee before your first ride or after?
1: So I make a little iced coffee. I have it already in the fridge. Okay. And I just grab it. It's iced coffee. And I just walk to the barn with it.
0: There you go. No hassle. Just get up go.
1: The problem is, Glenn, if I'm going to be honest about the problem with taking coffee to the barn in the summertime, is the dang flies trying to drink it. Oh, Oh my God. I'm like, I have to come up with like all sorts of unique farm hacks to like keep the flies off my off my drink. Get out!
0: Well, coming up on today's show, Devin Horn, uh, Daredevil, Daredevil Devin, is going to join us, and she's going to give us an update on day three of the Mongol Derby. She's ridden it several times and uh, knows a lot of the people over there, so she's been watching it and following it, and she comes on every year to give us updates. Photographer Christy Marie tells us how to take... Our Kirsty Marie tells us how to take better horse picks and to use our phones to do it and some really bad ads. Plus we have new prizes today, Jamie. We have over $500 in prizes Woo-hoo! again this month so we'll announce what they are for the month and thank you to everybody who submitted bad ads. We'll do a post show. Not sure what we're going to talk about yet. I did want to remind everybody, actually our, our cruise director asked us to remind everybody that uh, we are still doing the Horse Lovers Cruise that she has balcony cabs cabins available, Ocean View and Balcony, both, actually. Um, and the prices are significantly lower than what you can get if you bought them on your own. So our cruise is in February. If you go to horseloverscruise.com, you get all the details. But she said if you were to go buy these same cabins, because she re- reserved them at a, a price that was earlier, um, and you're going to save 600, <clears throat> $600 per cabin. So if you want to get a good deal on a February cruise, which cruises are just going crazy and selling out right now, uh, you can go to uh, com and give Vicki an email. She'll get you the current prices and get you booked in with the rest of us. I think there's 30 going so far. So um, we hope to see you there. But I just wanted to remind everybody that this ends on... October the seventh. So you have a couple of months yet. In two months, this this uh, special price is going to end. And then, if you booked after that, you'd be at the going rate. So if you're going to book it all, or thinking about going on the Horse Lovers Cruise and hanging out with all of us on the one of the largest cruise ships in the world, uh, get your reservations in now. All right, let's do some daily Winnies. <laughs> I almost feel like you should do the first uh, happy birthday. It's your neighbor.
1: I know. It is my neighbor and friend, Patty Otto. Happy birthday, Patty. Uh,
0: Sarah Banham and Madison Tillman, who I think is still up in Vermont working. Uh, Happy birthday to all of you. And I know we'll see Madison. We saw her quite a few times down here in Ocala last winter. And she works for a retailer, so I'm sure she'll be back. And we're looking forward to seeing you again, Madison.
1: Man, there are some secrets that horse people keep, okay? So I got to give my daily Winnie out to my dear friend who I met because of this podcast when I moved here to Oklahoma, Larissa. So I moved here and I was like, how, where, where do you get hay? And uh, the previously mentioned Patty Otto, I'm going to dime you out right now because you wouldn't tell me. <laughs> and then I ask another person, they wouldn't tell me.
0: Nobody wants nobody, to give up their dealer.
1: <laughs> nobody will tell you where, and Patty knows what I'm talking about. Cause she's like, literally, no, I'm not telling you. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> so nobody will give up their dealer. Right. Nope. I mean, it's a thing. And so Larissa, God bless you. She hooked me up with a hay guy and, I had 36 beautiful Bermuda round bales delivered this morning. And it is just the most beautiful sight to behold. <laughs> I, the hay guy, he's like Oklahoma farm boy. He's like, yeah, all right. No, we added where you, we put it and he dropped it down. And I was like, oh, oh my God. Can I hug you? he's just like, he's like, what? (laughs) Do what? And I was like, I really want to hug you. It's so pretty. (laughs) I think he was a little taken aback because it is so beautiful and so satisfying. It's like when you open your fridge and it's full of food, you know, like that kind of feeling like in the gut. You're like, oh yeah.
0: and, you know, and you're having a good hay year, too, I hear. Uh, so better
1: than last year. This yeah. this didn't happen last year. So I still have to bale my pasture. And so we're going to have like plenty of hay for the winter for all my horses and all the training horses. It's just going to be awesome. But I was it led me down the road of like what other secrets do people keep from their friends because they don't want everything to go away? And I started thinking like, obviously the hay, but like people will ask me who my farrier is. Mm. And I'm kind of like the whole barrier thing on the whole hay thing. I'm like,
0: <laughs> I really, You really, don't want too I'm too busy. Like,
1: Who's your farrier? I'm like, Oh my God, he's so great. I love him so much. He's fantastic. Who is it? I'm not telling. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to date. Like I don't want you busy. But I did. I did talk to him about it. I was like, "Listen, Brett, do I tell people about you or do I not?" He's like, "Hell yeah, tell people about me." And I was like, "I don't really want to." <laughs> it's like
0: vet offices and stuff because half the time they're not taking new new clients. So mm-hmm. you, you just. You don't want to talk. What is it? Is there a correlation in, in like muggle life to that? Maybe when you're, when a new local restaurant opens, you want to tell everybody because it was so good. But then you know, if you do, you're going to wait to get in the next time.
1: But then you're a jerk because you're not helping us out business. You <laughs> yeah, know, like, I get it. Like, like, oh, my God, the cheapest gas is XYZ. Like, but I don't want everybody to take all the gas. You know, I can't I can't <laughs> seem to think of a way to correlate it to regular. I think horse people are just weird. We're just like, <laughs> like who's your vet? I don't, know. I don't know. Who's your farrier? Oh, where'd you get your hay? My uncle. Or you tell him, and you
0: say the next sentence out of your mouth is, "Well, I use Jack. He's my farrier, and he's terrific, but he's not taking new clients."
1: No, you know? Can I get his
0: number? I'm not nope. sure he's taking new clients. You'd have to check with him. <laughs>
1: Yeah, what is the 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 human I, we call them muggles the non-horse people from Harry Potter? Mug, what is the muggle like? Your like, your pediatrician? The people were really mm. weird about that when I moved mm-hmm. here. Like, who's your? I guess Luke just needs a doctor. Oh, <laughs> oh. I, I need mean, the doctor's office again. Dentist? You might oh. say and
0: go, but I don't know if they're taking new patients.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to call anyway because I'm here.
0: <laughs> That's funny. That is true, though. It's so true.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then like, I don't know, do people not say who their trainer is? Because they, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know why horse people are so terrible Territorial. Like but I
0: get <laughs> it. Because it's like, so hard to find a good one of whatever it is. Right. Yeah,
1: I guess so. I guess so. It, it is. And then you don't want him to fill up because like, I don't want to even know about my farrier because right now I can call him if a horse loses a shoe and he'll be out here in a day That's or two. Right. But if he gets too busy, he's going to be like, oh, I'm sorry. It's going to be next week. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: funny. Hey, you deal with retired racehorses on a regular, and the Jockey Club announced that they're going to begin a project, you're going to love this, to trace recently retired horses as part of an attempt to pr- improve traceability of uh, the first exit from racing. So right now, you're supposed to, when you're a trainer and an owner, you're supposed to notify the Jockey Club when you retire your horse. Correct. But The problem with that is it required both uh, both parties to sign a form and to send the form in. And, you know, it just wasn't getting done. So in a lot of cases, they don't know whether these horses are retired. They don't know where they went. They don't know if they went to aftercare. You know, so and so that's what they're trying to do is, one, they put it on the website now and they made it electronic. So when you're retiring your horse, it's easy to go in and just put, I retired my horse. And what they're trying to avoid there is some people would... "Quote unquote, retire the horse, never report it. It would go to another trainer down the line at a lesser track, and that that trainer then a year later would start running the horse again when it was. So
1: here's what happens at Horse and Hound, uh, the rescue that I work with in, in Guthrie, Oklahoma, is, and, and it's changing now just simply because they're microchipping horses now instead of tattooing right. them. That's got to help. So you got the papers." Uh, and so when the trainer drops off the horse at the rescue or the owner, whoever drops the horse off at the rescue, they hand the papers over to Nelda at horse and hound. And so on Thoroughbred papers, it's very old. Like you sign, like who's the new owner? And you write your name, you know, and then you write your name. It's your horse. And. So then what would happen is that Nelda would send the papers into the jockey club and the jockey club would stamp them with a big red stamp, retired from racing. And then that horse can never race again. And then when the people adopt it, the jockey club will send the papers to the new owner, to the adopter. And so that's how they keep track of that. But now they're just doing everything electronically. Like you said, so microchipping became a thing instead of the god-awful tattoos having to crank your horse's lip up. And, and then look you can't at read it tattoo, after a while. Yeah. And you can't read it anyway. <laughs> yeah. So now everything's electronic there, which is really cool. I love this. This is fantastic.
0: Yeah, they said they're going to start, they're starting to to trace foals uh, or, or, or horses fold before 2017 and that they don't know the status. So there's a lot I think of them.
1: those are when they started the microchips.
0: Yeah. So they just don't know the status of those. So they're going to, they're going to try and track them down and figure out, are they retired? Where are they at? Um, and, you know, there's a lot of them that have gone through the thoroughbred incentive program and blah, 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 and all of that stuff. But they're, they're trying to make this more streamlined so that they have an accurate accounting of what happens to these horses after they're retired. And, maybe makes it a little less easy for the shady trainers to do shady things. So it's just an, another effort to clean up, clean the house, right? Yeah. But everything yeah. should be electronic now. I mean, those papers, that that was old 10, 20 years ago. <laughs> I mean, right. It just, right. It was archaic then. but I uh, mean,
1: but it, it just the jockey club has a special type of archaic <laughs> <laughs> that behavior.
0: Is that is true. <sighs> All right, let's uh, take a break for Kentucky Performance Products, one of our terrific sponsors that's been with us since the beginning, and we absolutely love them. And then we're coming back with Devin Horn to give us an update on the Mongol Derby.
2: No words can describe the depth of the bond between a horse and his person a kiss at the gate just before you turn him out, the soft touch of his muzzle on your hand as he scoops up the treat out of your palm, the warmth of his body under your legs as you saunter bareback across the pasture. The beat of his hooves as you gallop in perfect rhythm cross-country. The sensation of flying as you clear the oxer. The sense of peace that comes over you as you walk together down the quiet trail. The sound of him contently eating his dinner. The feel of his warm, soft coat under your hand. The feeling you get when it's just you and your horse. It's why we do what we do at Kentucky Performance Products. This feeling is brought to you by EquiJoule. Fight back against an energy crisis that can impact condition and performance. EquiJoule is a high-fat, low-starch and sugar formula that was developed to safely meet the energy needs of your horse. The horse that matters to you matters to us.
0: Hey, Devin. Welcome back for your annual visit.
3: Uh, thanks, Glenn. Great to be back.
0: <laughs> what is funny is I wasn't going to really follow it as much this year, and I know you weren't either, and here we are following it yeah, every day. You know,
3: <laughs> I, it's been about 10 years since I first went over, and I said, you know, maybe this year is the one year that I start sort of separating, and uh, it's a botched attempt,
0: unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you written twice or three times? I don't remember
3: three, yeah. my, uh, I went over in 2013, 2015, and 2018.
0: All right. And I know you probably know some of the riders over there. And let's remind everybody, this started on Wednesday. We're in day three, right, at this point? That's
3: correct, okay. yes. Uh, so Mongolia pretty much is 12 hours ahead of the U.S. for time zone. Okay. So all of the riders right now are currently sleeping and are at the end of their day three.
0: All right. And the last I saw, they were parked at station nine out of 29. So that gives everybody an idea of how far they have come in in three days and how far they have to go. Now, before we get on to this year's batch of riders, I wanted to ask you, so day one is all full of excitement, and you've been there, you're training, you've practiced, and you're getting your first horses, and you get to go out and ride, and you're all excited. Does day On day two and three, does the reality start to set in?
3: Absolutely. Yeah. We um we always call day three hell day because that's when all of the excitement has worn off and your body really starts breaking down and everything starts really feeling very real. Uh, so day three is uh, the hump day or the, the, the worst day of the derby for a lot of riders.
0: <laughs> and I know a lot do drop out day three and four. And I'm sure that's why. Right.
3: Yeah, um, I think the reality of what they've gotten themselves into kind of catches up to them. Um, this year, so far that I know of, we have one retirement and two people who have gone into the non-competitive, uh, basically where you sort of give up on placing and, and kind of just are riding for fun now.
0: Yeah, which, so. which might be the better plan <laughs> anyway. You know, it's like they're probably going to enjoy it more. So, Seriously. so, so we're at, uh, we're at station nine now and there's five writers up there and I want to get into those in a second. But when I read the report, by the way, if you go to mongolderby.com, they have great blog posts at the end of every day with a thousand really good pictures. They have professional photographers doing these pictures and they're excellent. So reading the up, uh, the updates every day and the people who write them have a sense of humor. I mean, the, the whole group has a sense of humor, but, um, it looked like it. day two was a tough day for bucking horses.
3: Yeah, so the Mongol Derby is trying something new this year, in which um, in previous years, you have gotten to sort of pick the horse that you want to ride off of the line. Once you, once you get there and your horse from your previous leg has passed the vet check, you're allowed to choose your horse. And this year, it's all drawing and all lottery. So essentially, you pick a number out of the hat, and the horse that, corresponds to that number is the one that you must attempt to ride
0: there now a lot of pictures of bucking
3: (laughs) yeah so this is it has pros and cons so pro is that the people who come in first don't clean out all of the really great champion horses con is that you're not allowed to sort of match with the horse based on what you're looking for and a lot of riders out there were sort of banking on the fact that they could choose a gentler horse and that is not the case this year you have to ride what you're given or at least attempt to ride what you're given well
0: that does My kind understanding... of even the playing field doesn't it uh, when you think about it
3: yeah i mean it's definitely taking away the some of the advantages of the front runners but it's also making life a hell of a lot more miserable for all of the the mid-pack riders <laughs> And my understanding is that if you have, if you get bucked off and you fail to ride the horse, you are allowed to draw a second number. Now, you still have to go through trying to ride the horse that you drew, um, and there's no guarantee that the second horse will be any better. So, it's really sort of um, I feel like the amount of falls and the amount of um, perhaps unsuitable matches we've seen this year has been. Uh, pretty high as far as, you know, year averages go.
0: <laughs> so so did, did, does the bucking and the falling usually happen close to the start or at any point during that leg?
3: Yeah, usually mounting is the most uh, wiggly part, I guess I would say. Um, when you're trying to get on the horse and you're first matching with them, that's definitely the most dangerous time. But like I said, usually you can sort of ask the herder and say, hey, I need a horse, you know, that's used to being ridden. And they can sort of point you in the general direction of one that maybe isn't so feral, if that's what you want. And this year, that are you can't do that. So um, <laughs> how definitely much of would, more fall. How
0: much would you have hated this year? <laughs>
3: oh, I... I don't know that I would have enjoyed it. Um, I'm, I'm open to the possibility. There's some really great discussion with some past veteran riders on the Mongol Derby Facebook page talking about the advantages and the disadvantages of the horse draw system. And since this is the first year they've implemented it, I think there's, you know, a lot of that can be said for both pros and cons. And it's going to be really interesting to see how it all plays out.
0: (laughs) Well, we do have a couple of riders that we talked about it on Wednesday after they had started out on day one. And uh, a couple of the riders that took off in the lead are still up there. There seems to be five of them in a pack that are at station nine right now and a couple of Americans, right?
3: Yeah. So the lead pack right now is Judith Jappel, Matthew Perella, Linda Herman, Trinity Nelson, and Xavier Ferrer. And I believe there's three Americans in there, an Austrian, and then I'm not 100% certain on the other two, but I believe Xavier's from Spain.
0: Yeah. And Judith is, uh, she was from Germany and lives in Australia now. So, uh, um, yes. yeah, we talked about her the other day. Trinity Nelson's from Houston. Do you know her?
3: I do actually. Her father, Justin Nelson, uh, won it in 2010 and he's actually the person who trained me he was my derby mentor Oh, really? so he's second generation yes
0: oh wow well that's so cool he must be loving this well
3: um unfortunately justin has passed away <sighs> um yes so he is not here however i do know that that's still true
0: yeah I, that is still true and you know she, she's riding for him right Oh, 100%. How cool is that? Now, she, uh, Trinity is from Houston, and she's an endurance rider. It said that she began riding at the age of four and had her first endurance race, get this, Jamie, at the age of six.
1: Wow. Yeah,
3: she's really well known in the Texas endurance community, and I I remember her riding around when she was that young. So <laughs> it's pretty cool
0: to see her out there at the Derby. Now, do you know anything about Xavier? He's from some Mediterranean island, right?
3: He is. And I know that he is pretty favored. Um, I talking with a few of the, the Derby um, staff members this year, I remember hearing a lot of buzz about him. So I feel like he's a pretty strong contender. And though I don't know him personally, I hear that he's a favorite.
0: It's Mallorca. Is it Mallorca? that it's that's the New name? Majorca. Mallorca. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I, uh, when I saw the flag, I was like, I don't know what that flag is. <laughs> <seen> that flag. <laughs> I think he
3: runs like, um, I, if I'm not mistaken, he has sort of uh, an equine holiday, uh, like mounted holiday business of some sort. Yes,
0: apparently in the Mediterranean. You're right. That's what I read. Yeah. Too. So, yeah.
3: His job is riding, so I'm, I'm assuming he's, he's pretty at home out there.
0: Now, uh, Matthew uh, Perella, he's an American too, and apparently he's, he's got a story also.
3: I'm actually not familiar. Well,
0: he—he's uh, it said he's ridden his horse Buck six thousand miles in the last fourteen months, raising funds to build the Righteous Life Rescue Ranch. So he's had a little saddle time in the last fourteen months.
3: Jeez, yeah.
0: Uh, and he—he he, uh, is helping, you know, veterans and things like that at this ranch. So uh, he's building that at the same time he was—he was, you know. And this isn't cheap, you know. We'll remind everybody that you have to pay to go do this and you get nothing at the end yeah well is there a belt buckle or something
3: um they try to give you something some years it's like a a traditional mongolian robe some years it's you know a little medallion but it's it's nothing it's not prize money
0: no and it's a cookie it costs like what 16 17 grand to go or close to 20 probably if you figure it all out
3: yeah that's that's about right
0: wow you have to pay to be punished
3: Yes, exactly. You're you're paying for the privilege of this torture. (laughs) So there are a couple of um of pretty cool stories at the back of the pack too. Um, Selena Perez is the first rider from the Philippines to enter the Mongol Derby. She's doing pretty well. Um, there are a couple of repeat riders. Uh, Phoebe Derave and Bianca Griffith both tried to do the race last year and ended up having to pull out for injuries, and they're trying again. And then we also have a guy named Reed Albano who um. Is actually riding with a prosthetic leg. Oh wow! Yeah, he's currently at Horse Station Eight, and he is um, certainly the first person to attempt the Mongol Derby with a prosthetic leg. So he's got a pretty cool story as well. Oh, that's neat.
0: And now, you know, it's I, and now that knowing what you said about how they changed the rules about the horses, that is going to mean that being in the lead at any point here can change the next day. It, it, there's yes. going to be more apt to see changes along the way than we have in the past.
3: Yes, exactly. So it's no longer a case of the front runners coming in and saying, I want your fastest horse, which they usually do. I mean, if you're running up front, that's what you care about. Uh, you just have to take what you're given and, and make it work. So yeah, definitely and- <laughs> a real, real test of horsemanship this year.
0: So one of the 29 legs could put you out uh, more easily than before.
3: Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's something. Well, and, and so do you, do you consider day four of the hump day? If you get past day four, you got a better shot. You know, it's like running the marathon and you get over that hump.
3: I think so. Unless something happens, you know, you can be injured at any point in mm. this race, even on the ground. You know, there's there's wild dogs. There's, you know, all sorts of different hazards. So literally every minute that you're out there, even sleeping is a hazard. Um, so anything can happen at any time. Um, but Not to yeah, mention the food.
0: I mean. We keep forgetting to mention the food. Right. That's yeah. a hazard, uh, too.
3: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, for, for me, definitely, the food was a hazard. Some people really enjoy it, and I don't know how. Um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got sick but a couple yeah, of times, once... didn't you? You got really sick the one time
3: dysentery is just like you have to plan for it to happen because it's going to it's it's just
2: one of those
1: you know what i really want to do right now is you guys are selling me on this (laughs) i want to sign right up And just go out there, torture myself, have dysentery, starve to death, and then uh, get injured. There are people made for this.
0: There are people made for this, like Devin, and then there's Jamie and I. We're not.
3: (sighs) Yeah, Jamie, you forgot. Beat to death by wild ponies on a daily basis for (laughs) ten days. I didn't need to say that. I mean, that's a
1: given. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, there's no time
0: for join up, Jamie. You're you're getting on and going. Get on and
1: go. This sounds so fun. I can't wait. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you it thought about the it hardest. the one year, Jamie actually thought about it. You sent in, I think.
1: I so, Devin, you had to fill out the application, and it was the year that Leslie was on with us. And it'd be like, Oh, we should totally do that. And I was like, Yeah, that sounds great. And so I go to fill out the application, and like the first question was, Why do you want to ride in the Mongol Derby? And my answer was, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then I had to say, you know, I have a two year old son and all of this thing. And yeah, nobody called me. <laughs> oh, no.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, I don't, I don't a know. Selection
3: procedure, so you do, you can apply and you basically list out all of your skills and, you know, why you want to be out there. And then, you know, eventually you get a phone call. Usually, usually they give you a phone call
2: yeah, to no, um,
3: <laughs> to interview you and kind of get a sense of who you are. And, yeah, I, I think perhaps they sort of took a look at your application and thought like. Uh,
0: they they listened to the show, Devin, and went, hell no, we're not taking her.
1: So- <laughs> I don't blame them one bit. Aren't you glad they didn't? <laughs> Yeah,
0: I'm good. Well, Devin, thanks uh, for joining us. Maybe if we have time, we can get you back on Monday morning when we're back. And uh, get. uh, they probably should be about finishing by then.
3: Yeah, maybe I can make it sound like something you actually want to do do and go do it (laughs) next time. And we can can try this again.
0: (laughs) Oh, they're still crazy people, no matter how we sell it. So (laughs) thanks, Devin. (laughs) Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, follow along. Muggle Derby, you can follow the dots. Well, let's hear from our friends at Ride TV, speaking about coverage of all kinds of videos. Uh, I know a lot of people are watching the Mongol Derby and watching the coverage there at mongolderby.com, but there's all other kinds of things, and uh, we have them at Ride TV.
4: You can enjoy your favorite equine videos all in one place with Ride TV, the ultimate equine streaming platform. The newly relaunched Ride TV has all the series you love, like Rockstar Vets and Mini Horses, plus top-tier training videos and event footage from BarrelRacing.com and Horse & Rider On Demand. Whether you're ready to relax with your favorite series, binge-watch competition footage, or train with a world champion, subscribe to Ride TV today for only $19.99 to see where your ride takes you. Visit RideTVGo.tv to subscribe.
0: Coming up next, we have Kirsty Marie. Kirsty is an equine photographer from Dallas, Texas, and she's going to talk to us about some tips and tricks on getting the best pictures of your equine friends. Kirsty, thanks so much for joining us today.
4: I am so excited to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: You've really developed a name for yourself on Facebook. You're, you're, the, you're the one who gives the tips on how to take better pictures of your horses. And, and that's how we found you. I mean, you do it almost every day.
4: Uh, yeah, I try to offer a lot of help to either budding professional photographers or people doing it as a hobby, or anybody who likes pictures of horses.
0: And you're you do the you do this professionally, correct?
4: I do. Yes, I own a boutique uh, portrait photography um, studio that specializes in equine photography. Yep.
0: All right. So tell us what's one of the most bizarre things you've done, or one that just didn't go right. You don't have to name names.
4: <laughs> um okay so whenever you're working with a horse uh it doesn't always go as planned you know um so while I try to emphasize safety there have certainly been um some memorable moments <laughs> a lot more than one <laughs> of you know anything from toes getting stepped on and fingers getting stepped on to girls getting bucked off and horses getting loose and running around the property and
1: Okay. Please no, um, tell me you continue shooting pictures yes. when that happens. <laughs>
4: okay, I I'm really bad in a crisis. I'm not gonna lie. I <laughs> I I rarely I rarely if I can see it coming and anticipate and someone beforehand told me to shoot through it. I I sometimes can try my best, but typically when something starts going wrong and I'm like reading the body language of the horse and I'm like, oh no! Uh, I put the camera down and I'm usually like running to them in full on
1: help mode. So I'm. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, pretty, let me, let me, I'm pretty. bad in the help crisis. You. I know. Let me help I know. You. Just, just if it, like the last time I fell off, I stood up and I was like, "Did anybody get that?" <laughs> like, <that's what laughs> we want.
4: I know. I know. <laughs> it's those
0: ten feet in the air shots. Those are the best yep. shots. <laughs> oh, right. it must suck though. You get this girl who's got her. She went out and bought a dress or whatever specifically uh-huh. for this. And uh-huh. with two minutes into the shoot, she gets bucked off and it's covered in mud.
1: Yep. <laughs> yep. She's so cagey and polite. It's disgusting.
0: <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> oh, so do you have a memorable one that, we'll go the opposite direction. We'll go positive, okay? Uh, so is there one that stands out to you Like you went, okay, this was one of the coolest things I've ever done?
4: It, that was the first time I photographed the Compton Cowboys. Um, I've... I've been invited back a couple times since then and all of my times with them has just been absolutely incredible. But the first shoot I did with the Compton Cowboys, they're a group in Compton, California. Um, and we were shooting, shooting a brand new merch line for them. And so they invited a whole bunch of friends and a bunch of people showed up at this like public park in, um, LA and they all either trailered their horses in a lot of people rode their horses in. And so it was so much fun it was such a unique very urban setting um like we were under a freeway overpass there was a lot going on there were so many horses and people that showed up and i just can't even describe to you that energy and how much fun those guys have um it was it was an absolute blast it was one of my most favorite memories of all time of my life, not just of my photography career.
0: We've had them on the show a couple times, but it's been a long time, Jamie. We need to get them back. We haven't <laughs> had them on in a long time. They're
4: a good time. They know how to have a good time. They are... Really
0: fun. (laughs) Well, that is cool. That is cool. All right. So you know that ninety nine percent of the people out there don't have what we call the old traditional camera, right? Uh, Don't have a digital. The only digital camera they have and use on a regular basis is their phone. And of course, they've gotten a lot better. There's no question about that. They're
4: great. Phones have really good
0: cameras now. Uh, Yes. So, do you have some simple tips on how we can get better pictures of our horses using our phones?
4: For sure. The biggest one, like this is huge. I know it seems simple. Don't overlook it. Wipe your lens off before you take the picture. Oh,
0: you say don't overlook it. I can't tell you the last time I wiped my lens off.
4: (laughs) You've got to, like, I cannot overstate. If you take a photo right now, if you whip your phone out, you take a photo, you wipe the lens and you take the exact same photo, the difference in quality is going to be enormous. So that's uh, so many people ask me, oh my gosh, you took that with your iPhone? Like, how do you get it that sharp? How do you get it that crisp? How do you get it that much contrast? I'm like, wipe your lens. Just wipe your lens. I'm I have to do it, right it before. Every I am doing it right days. now too. <laughs> do it, you know, just like, even if all you have is, you know, the bottom corner of your shirt or something like that, just wipe it down and these days god there's like 10 lenses on these iphones and a lot of the androids too i mean it's you got a lot of lenses to wipe down um but yes you before every time you pull out your phone right before you take the picture wipe that bad boy down
0: have you ever done that jamie you take a lot of pictures
1: (laughs) wiping the lens up what i do is i keep my phone because i photograph and video the horses i'm training for the owners and i pull it out of my pocket and I always thought when I pulled out of my pocket because it's in my like leg pocket from my breeches that it was wiping it off then. So <laughs> it'll be
0: <laughs> That's a good one. Uh. All right, Kirsty, that is a good one.
1: <laughs> like it self wipes. I have a self wiping system. self wiping <laughs> perfect.
0: <laughs> I'm still scrubbing the lens here. <laughs> All right, what's next?
1: Don't spray uh, it first and then wipe it clean. <laughs>
4: So, I would say the most important thing, you've got to be searching for light. So, you know, phone cameras are incredibly light hungry. They're going to do better in an abundance of light rather than too dark. So, what I mean by searching for light is that if you're inside the barn, go toward a window or a barn aisle or an open door or try to find some sort of natural light source. So maybe if you're in a covered arena, instead of standing in right in the middle of the covered arena, let's say we have a group shot, it's a group lesson, you know, we have four horses, bring them all to the edge of that covered arena, wherever the open door is, or a window where you can get some light and don't have the sun directly hitting them. Just keep them in the shade, everybody in that even light and in the shade. But instead of in the center of that arena or somewhere in the middle of the barn where it's a lot darker, try to bring them close to the light source. Your phone cameras are going to do much better with more light rather than less light. And they're getting better, but still above all, um, a high quality natural light source is going to get you really, really good pictures. And if you're outside, say you're not in the barn, you're not in a covered arena. If you're outside, then, I'm always looking for even light. So if you're underneath a tree, it might be kind of spotty and dapply and half of you's in the sun, half of you's in the shade. Try to find a spot that is maybe the corner of a building. You can kind of get even shade or even light. And that is going to help your pictures tremendously. If you just take a second to look around and search for your light source where it's coming from, and how to get a flattering, evenly lit situation.
0: You know, it's interesting you say that because what I found with with the real cameras, shadows can be your friend. You can get some really cool shots with utilizing the shadows that are there with a phone camera shadows are your enemy. They just exactly uh, it's terrible with shadows.
4: (laughs) So it's all has to do with the information um, that the sensor is recording. And so in a lot of those professional bodies, they retain so much detail in those shadows that you can, I mean, do so much more creatively and the phones, they just don't have the file sizes. It's not quite big enough, you know, all, all that fun stuff. So your your phone is light hungry, um, and dark shadows are going to, it's going to struggle with a little bit more than a professional body would.
0: So what about, so phones have, and have been adding this, this has been one of the things that we've gotten more of the newer phones now, is a thousand more options that you can get into your settings and really play like a regular camera, right? You can really play with the settings. Now, to be honest, none of us do that. But if there was one or two settings in there that you you say in your phone that you, we really should be familiar with and we really should utilize, what would it be?
4: Yes. So when you – I'm going to speak for an iPhone um, because that's what I use. If you tap on, say, somebody's face, it is going to try to create an auto-exposure to that face. So try tapping for what you want it to expose to. So maybe like you just said, there are a lot of shadows in um, the photo you were just trying to take. Now, if you want to expose for those shadows, tap the darkest point of the image and it'll expose for the darkest point and that'll brighten up the whole thing. But if you wanted them really dark, then I want you to tap the brightest part of the image um, and then it's going to expose for the highlights and it is going to darken everything. So, and then these days when you tap and put a little box around whatever it is you're trying to expose for, you could also slide your hand up or down and that's going to change the exposure. If you go up, it'll go much brighter. If you go down, it'll go much darker. And that's a way that, These phones have given you a lot of control over settings. So not everything is just auto anymore. Um, They actually have given you a lot of control in how bright or how dark you want that photo to look.
0: And they've also done a really good job of allowing uh, focus to be uh, where, where you want it right? So I do that with my Android all the time. I'll say, okay, I'm taking a picture. I want this to be more of a portrait picture and I want to blur out the background. That was very difficult to do with the early phones, but now it's so much easier to do.
4: For sure. And that
0: really makes it look like a professional shot then. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So we have time for one more. What would you say?
4: Oh boy. Okay. Um, pay attention to the details before you click. So take time to set your horse's feet and make sure they're square and they're not standing all wonky, you know, take a second to get their ears up for me. Um, watch their eye boogers and the runny noses, try to spend one second cleaning them up just a little bit. Um, and just details like that, you know, getting the front feet squared, getting their ears up, watching those boogies, um and getting them getting them nice i think that will go a long way in you taking a snapshot that you're really going to look back and love
0: okay so what's the i got one more now i can't stop yeah. with you today
4: so what <laughs> i can go all day
0: i know i can too i love this stuff so what's the one mistake that somebody selling their horse makes. Now, we're going to do really bad ads next and they make every mistake. Okay. So, uh, yeah. but what's the one mistake that you see over and over again from somebody selling a horse that, that you just go, it's so simple. They shouldn't have done that.
4: Um, okay. So your phone camera has a really short focal length, um, which means the horse can look really cartoonish and distorted if it's straight on. And I understand the need, you know, especially if you're trying to show it has clean legs and you you need a straight on shot like that, but just don't include the horse's face in that. (laughs) Um, the, the phone camera is going to do so much better and your horse is going to look much more proportional if he's sideways or kind of perpendicular to the camera. So, you know, keep him balanced and standing square, but keep them perpendicular because they can look really distorted and cartoonish um, when they're facing the camera at such a short (laughs) focal distance. And so it can really do you a disservice if you're trying to show, look, it has wonderful confirmation you're doing it a
1: disservice because of how distorted um, it has a great confirmation for giraffe. It's wonderful. <laughs> it <is>. It's
0: great. <laughs> or for a fellow pony. Uh, <laughs>
4: exactly. It's going to be one of the exactly. two. The legs are
0: going to look short so or it's long. Just kind
4: of, <laughs> it's just kind of being conscious of how you're going to, how you can flatter the horse um, and not do him a disservice by uh, making his nose, you know, 25 feet long. And,
0: uh, <laughs> well, I'll tell you make what, this. we're going to have to have you back because this is fun. I, I love talking about this. Everybody <laughs> takes pictures. And, you know, in our heart, we all think we're photographers. Um, that's part <laughs> of the, the demise of, of the for- professional photography world now is we all think we're photographers. And then when you see pictures that uh, Kirsty does, you go, oh, yeah, I suck. Um,
1: you know what so. <laughs> I love about you, actually, to be honest, is is the fact that, yes, all your Facebook posts are highlighting awesome pictures you've taken, but you are really a giver. We were talking on the show this morning just earlier about how certain times uh, horse people will not give away secrets because of, you know, like, who's your hay guy? I'm not going to tell you because I don't want you to buy all my hay. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> but here you are, yeah, like... Yeah you're a professional photographer and here you are helping people take their own pictures. You're like the complete opposite of what we were talking Are you sure you're a horse person? I mean, come on.
4: <laughs> there, there is a lot of gatekeeping in the horse industry, but in the photography, you're just entrepreneurship in general. Um, but that's just, you know, it was something I was frustrated trying to learn and not having a lot of people to learn from. And so I just kind of wanted to leave some breadcrumbs. On my path that I was going on, so that um, you know, if if someone wants to come on a similar trail as me, then hopefully I can turn around and help them as much as I can on their journey. Yeah, well, Well, that's not
1: normal.
0: (laughs) One of the beautiful pictures on your page is actually your profile pic. Can can I use that in today's show notes? Oh yeah, of course. (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing. That's a that's a great picture. So thank you so much for joining us. We'll put your Facebook page. It's KMP. Learn, separate word learn, KMP Learn, and we'll put that in the show notes as well so people can just click right on it. But I highly advise if you're interested in photography at all in the horse world, follow this page. It is full of tips every day. <laughs> if-
4: yep, that's my education site. kirsten Marie Photography is my portrait um Facebook and then KMP Learn is the education site. Where are
0: you located yep. if they want to hire you?
4: I am in North Texas, okay. but I travel a significant amount. So right. coast to coast. I'm I'm on the road a lot.
0: Okay, Kirstie Marie, thank you for joining us today. Come back and uh, let's do this again and we'll get uh, some new tips.
4: I would love that. (laughs) Thanks, guys.
0: Especially with performance
1: horses, flies can really be a nuisance. Fly predators are a great investment of all the different poisons and insecticides and different things you could use. I don't know of anything that is more economical and more effective than Spalding fly predators. As horse owners, we spend a lot of time on the road. Let U.S. Rider help keep you covered. Our equestrian motor plan offers fast, reliable, nationwide service from our highly trained roadside assistance team. 24-7 coverage for both you and your horse. Membership includes horse trailer servicing, towing, flat tire repair, even on dual wheels, battery assistance, and lockout service on any vehicle in your plan. We also have your equine companions covered with referrals for emergency vet services, barrier referrals, and emergency stabling assistance. Get peace of mind on the road for you and your horse. Join U.S. Rider today. If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire, let the buyer beware. Horse trading, they tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading, well, if the talking in circles and the
0: deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading.
2: Horse trading.
0: That's right, it is time for Really Bad Ads. That time of the week when listeners submit ads, ads from Facebook or Craigslist. And we just have a little bit of fun with them. Uh, and we give away prizes every month. If you submit an ad, we put an ent- your entry in for prizes. And we do a drawing at the end of the month. If you record it yourself, we give you two entries for everyone. And we do have a couple pre-recorded ones today. And then if you record it in not your own accent and send it in, you get three entries. So, And a couple of our regulars, like Lorene, they won last month. So it pays to send in every week if you can. And our prizes for this month, we're glad to announce the help of Horse Lovers with a Z.com. They have 120,000 horse items for you, the horse, the barn. We're going to be shopping there soon for the barn. Uh, and all that stuff, you can find it, if anything you want for your horse, you can find it at horselovers.com, and they're the ones that set up these prizes. The first prize is an IRH helmet. I could never say that even when we sold them. <laughs> IRH helmet and a helmet bag. It's a total value of $260. These helmets combine the latest design with superior comfort. The comfortable chin strap features a quick-release, easy adjust Velcro closure, it has a moisture wicking removable liner that are machine washable. That is so important. And includes a two-inch thickness and also one that uh, they they include a couple of those pads in there. You can decide on the thickness. Rear and side interior ports uh, provide excellent ventilation. And they are ASTM certified, of course. So you'll get to pick your color and your size.
1: And they also includes a helmet bag with it, too. So that's awesome. So you get a little helmet and a carrying case. Then we've got the Kensington Protective Products Fly Sheet and Mask. The fly sheet's $250. The the total prize is $300. Uh, It's designed to fit a wider range of horses, uh, from narrow to lanky to broad and stocky. Also made of ultra-durable, ready for this, Glenn? Textiline. Textiline, I'm assuming that's uh, how you pronounce it, provides 73% UV protection, 78% airflow, fly and insect protection, and it's fire resistant, which is crazy. Also doesn't absorb heat from the sun or from your horse. And it has the clip closures, the padded wither, the leg arches, the detachable crisscross surcingles, snaps, all the things. So it has that, plus you get the fly mask as well.
0: Textiline is a type of mesh fabric woven from polyester <laughs> with a PVC coating. Apparently, it's really good for—it's uh, it's resistant to fading, and it's good for UV. So there you go.
1: Okay, well, there you go. We learned See, something we, today. Lear- <laughs> we always learn something. <laughs> Thanks, horse lovers.
0: <laughs> all right. Uh, we don't have time every week to get to all the ads submitted. Glade, Allie, and Emily also submitted ads. You're entered. We just didn't have time to get to them. And we're going to start out with Sarah. She read her own today.
3: Hi, this is Sarah with a
4: really bad ad from East Texas Horse and Tack Classifieds. Posting for someone. Kicker, great name, (laughs) is a 7-year-old Tennessee Walker Gelding, 15-plus hands. He is a big boy. Kicker has a huge personality that someone could have fun with. He needs experienced rider. Has gotten cold back before, but not lately, just a heads up. He has been through traffic parades, trail rides. He is very good with fairies. He needs constant riding. Yes, he is very well gated. He comes from Nice, Nice Bloodline. Contact the owner's number, Larry, located in Texas.
5: Now look, y'all call Larry up and get you not only a nice horse, but a nice, nice
0: horse.
1: Have a good one. (laughs)
0: Okay, was that her real accent or was she making that one up? I'm not sure.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Let's give her the benefit of the doubt because she said Nass Nass, (laughs) which I loved.
0: (laughs) You know, we were just talking about, we're talking about getting a third horse so that uh, when we take one away, the other one's not so lonely at the new place. And I was saying, Jennifer, you need to get something you can ride, and you're getting older, and everybody that's older around here has a gated horse. And we started with Tennessee Walker, we had Tennessee Walker that was great. Uh, and she said, "Yeah, Tennessee Walker, or something like that. That's bigger and a little feisty." Here we go. She go there to Texas go. and
1: pick it Get up. Yourself a nice, nice horse. <laughs> a nice, Texas?
0: nice one that's a little feisty. <laughs> Kelly sent this one, and it's real short. Quarter horse, eighteen hundred dollars in Riverside, around ten years old, twenty by twenty-four corral included.
1: <laughs> Take the horse. And the damn pen. We just wanted. We're out of done.
0: Here. <laughs> no more we are horses done. for uh, That's the first time that the pen's been included with the horse. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll even throw in some food. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever
0: we have, all that crap. You can take it. <laughs> just take it.
1: Uh, Steph set the next one in three horse apostrophe s three horses for sale eleven hundred in Seymour. Paint Stallone. <laughs> Black like Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, like Sylvester. (laughs) Paint Stallone black. Stallone. I feel like those are racially indicated. (laughs) Paint Stallone black. Stallone and a mare around three years old. They lead and not broke to ride. Call don't need help selling them and no spam.
0: I actually do think you need help selling this. I
1: was just doing that. <laughs> Are you sure you don't? You sure you don't need some help? Because I feel like. Is it $1,100
0: for help. each or for all?
1: That's why they need help, Glenn. <laughs> Plus, we know what the paint Stallone looks like, and there's a black Stallone, but what color is the mare Stallone? I don't know.
0: <laughs> it's a breed. Look up and see if the Stallone is a breed that we don't I don't need now. to
1: look it up. It's not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Carolyn uh, sent this one in for sale. Oh my God.
1: You got to read the punctuation with this. <laughs> oh my one. God. Gonna have to.
0: Do you think the button was stuck? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they spilled a drink on their keyboard. Um, here we go. For sale. Good horse, comma, comma. Name, hoss, comma, comma. Buckskin and appy, comma, comma, comma. Great on trails, comma, comma. Had his shot, comma, comma. Good for fairer. comma, comma, comma. comma. 16h period. Oh, there's one. Uh, rides trailer good. Comma, comma, comma. Twelve. Yes. Comma, comma, comma. Had fall worming. Comma, comma, comma. Will ride in a group or alone. Comma, comma. Never has kick or bucked. Comma, comma, comma. I had him for two years. Comma, comma, comma. You must pick up. I have no trailer. Comma, comma. Call or text. <laughs> How well do you think? Done. Some were three commas. Some were two commas. Do you think there was a reason for the three of the two? Sometimes there was space commas, which is like an
1: extra long pause. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: a lot of commas. <laughs>
1: Rod's trailer, good.
0: I have some comma, drinks commas. on my keyboard which have caused keys to stick. I'm just going to give them the credit, you know, the benefit of the doubt and say that's what I would. No, I wouldn't. No, no. I think, okay. yeah, don't do it. Okay.
1: Jennifer sent this next one in 1990 horse trailer, horse trailer in Marion, Michigan. Frame is solid, needs a floor. Tires hold air, but aren't the greatest. Six foot four inches tall, make me an offer. Alls I can say is no. <laughs> you know what? You say no. Th- this is what am I looking at? I don't even know what I'm looking. So it looks like a brown two front horse trailer, but like a lot of it's coming apart.
0: There's like, no floor. First of all, there, there's no, a there's frame. No floor. <laughs> And the top is rusted off the frame the entire way around the trailer.
1: Like, it looks like somebody's peeling half of a potato. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this thing is literally, the top's going to come off on the highway on the way home. <laughs> and you're right, the tra- the tires are having trouble holding air, because the one's front, in the front there is flat. Uh,
1: yeah. And they're all different, too.
0: You notice the tires are all different sizes? <laughs> and then they're not going to hold air. And... Um, <laughs> And the, there's a piece coming off the side. I think that was to hold the door on originally, but the door's just hanging. It's not... you're Well, gonna I, I
1: was reading the ad back here. That. At least they were honest, saying, um, needs a floor. <laughs> <laughs> Make, me
0: uh, Make me an offer. Put your horse
1: in it Make me an offer. Yeah.
0: You pay God. me 500 bucks and I'll drive it to the junkyard. Yeah. yeah. Valerie mm-hmm. sent this one in. Facebook group. Horses in the Sacramento-Auburn surrounding areas in California. God, there's a group for every little place in the world. Location, Yuba City, California. He is an eight years old. He is not suitable for riding. He has still put the saddle on a couple of times. Send me a message or call me if you're interested. First of all, if your horse can put the saddle on by himself, I'm interested. Jack I think that that's some <laughs> redeeming value. He has still put the saddle on a couple of times. That's one smart horse. Just walks that's under pretty it. Good. Yeah. Pretty good. Throws it up pretty there. <laughs> yeah, he may not be suitable for riding, but he can put the saddle on.
1: Lots of good and short ones today, so we're going to now sell a billy goat for $100 we and had a goat in a long worth time. Texas. Well, it's a billy goat there, Glenn, you know, so it's in Texas. Uh, Asking $100, paid $120. So it's like it's free. (laughs) I mean, go on. Put him out to protect your herd. Make him a yard ornament. His horns will give you lots to talk about. Oh, my God. (laughs) He's a mean old fart and smells like a billy goat. (laughs) He is (laughs) intact.
0: Oh, my God. He is intact. Do they call them and- studs for their goats?
1: <clears throat> I think they're called billies, but I, I'm just this next sentence has me flustered. He is intact and proud of what he's packing. <laughs> <laughs> no, he ain't going to let you hug him. He ain't going to ride around with you and your gator. And unfortunately, he ain't going to drink beer with you either. Need him gone ASAP. We'll trade for a smaller goat. That will do one or more of the aforementioned. Show me what you got. See, <laughs> so you want to hug them? Put them in your gator or have a
0: beer with them. Good uh, is luck. it, is it, are you not allowed to castrate a goat after a while? Is that,
1: oh, no, you can. Oh. You can. Oh, if it's okay. your, I mean, I don't know health wise, but I'd probably get, you know, brain surgery. Kill that, kill that
0: um becky sent this one in we got some new names here today did you notice that love it yeah horse one thousand dollars in Lowell. this might be massachusetts i know there's a Lowell up there great paint just needing out of the horses she is red and white i will be sending you pictures soon well that's nice <laughs> she writes very well that's right. Writes very well. W-R-I-T-E.
1: Man, we got horses that can saddle themselves. <laughs> horses that have good penmanship. Like, wow.
0: I've been riding her. She is about 15 hands. She, and she's either 10 or 12. I can't remember exactly. She's been getting hot shoes. Great horse. <laughs> that is a very pertinent piece of information. She's been getting hot shoes.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, boy. Lorraine sent the next one in, and God bless her. She recorded it herself.
0: Thank you, Lorene.
5: Good morning. It's Lorene Barden. Hi, And Lorene. I'm going to read a really bad ad. And this is a Craigslist ad. And the ad itself has almost no punctuation. Yes. And then it has words that are mashed together without spaces. Like there's a word that says was and check, but there's no space or so was check. And there's a few of those. So I'm going to try to read this ad.
4: Read and it's for it is, a horse
5: honey. for twenty five hundred dollars, and then of course in the picture there's two pictures, and there's only pictures of the horse's butt. <laughs> so, standard bred slash quarter horse mare around twelve to fifteen years. She is fifteen comma three hands, traffic safe, and also been around farm equipment, cows, dogs, and chickens, goats, horse. Good horse. She is a little touching around head area does stand for farrier saddles. Good slow riding horse. She does not go fast. She was checked by my local vet because she had a small limp, but not to worry. She is not lame. She's not lame. She only limps. She just limps. (laughs) She has a small absence in her right foot. She is coming out of it by her own. If interested, please contact me. Thanks. What? That's the ad for this $2,500 horse. Thanks for listening.
1: Have a great weekend. Bye. I feel like when Lorreen reads it, like we're literally having a two-way conversation then I have to remind <laughs> myself she's not actually there.
0: <laughs> you know, the weekend is not as good when Laureen doesn't show up on a Friday.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, God love her. Uh, last one, Caitlin sent this one in and this is Ponies and Horses in New England Facebook page. Katniss is a 16.3 hand, 16 year old thoroughbred mare mainly has done hunters, but with the past lameness, she will be mainly used for flat and dressage. She is currently getting back into work from a lameness and can seem off at times, but it's okay. No, it's not.
0: Looking f- the last two, Are they the name or the not name.
1: <laughs> Looking for someone to half or quarter lease. She needs a fearless. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm assuming it meant intermediate. <laughs> she needs a fearless intermediated rider. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. <laughs> she needs a fearless, intermediated rider as she can have a spook, but nothing major. She is very sweet and not a typical mare. All right, what'd you come
0: up with? Intermediate is a word, and intermediated is a word.
1: Oh, read it, read it, read
0: it. Okay, meaning in English being or occurring at the middle place, stage, or degree, or between extremes or of relating to an inter, intermediate intermediate school or intermediate curriculum.
1: I'm going to go with they meant to do. <laughs> I don't even know the real word now. I've lost it. It's totally not. Intermediate. I was sure it
0: wasn't a real word, and then I looked it up and went, oh, it is a word.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's not the right word. Yeah, but the spell check
0: might have given her that one, and she just took it.
1: Uh, I'm yeah, giving everybody
0: you're... credit here today, Jamie. I'm trying to give them some credit.
1: Glenn, no soul. <laughs> you can't have a soul for Some days I feel
0: like we have to have a little bit of a soul to get through life.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> not Friday. really bad ads. Have a soul. The rest of the time, just you got to like drop. When you hear that bumper, if you, I'm a people horse, people, blah, blah, blah. That's where you drop the soul at the door.
0: <laughs> I figure like then... we've become so soulless that we have to have some all the time.
1: No, you don't no. need it for this okay. part. And then when you hit the closing music, it revamps the soul. <laughs> so <laughs> it sucks it out, and then it brings it right back. I kind of okay? feel like
0: we're kind of soulless in the post-show sometimes, though, too. <laughs> Speaking of which, we will do one for the auditors. If you want to send your ads in, get them into jennifer at com. J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R, Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com, and send them into to her. You can record your own on your phone and just send it as a as a sound file. Uh, we have a voicemail line. We don't have to talk about this, but if you go to com, click on the voicemail line, go to it on your phone, open your browser, go to horsesinthemorning.com, click on the voicemail button, hit record. It'll record it, and it magically sends us to us. You don't have to email nothing it just will send the ad to us so that's how a lot of people who send ads and do it through our voicemail we line.
1: we learned so much today glenn we, did. we learned we learned a, a lot about photography but we also learned definitions of multiple words like intermediated and what was the other one we learned the definition of
0: i've already forgotten
1: uh, <laughs> you didn't <laughs> learn it then glenn one job
0: <laughs>
1: i don't remember it either they did yell